This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, it was a good day for the New York Giants. It was a good day for their fans. But was it a good day for Saquon Barkley? This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Michelle Smallman. And Saquon gets a deal done, $11 million up from uh, the $10 million franchise tag. So he gets basically another a few hundred thousand dollars, depending on incentives. A million dollars in all worth of incentives. He had the 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, 65 receptions last year. He's definitely one of the most marketable players in New York. But ultimately, this whole back and forth about the amount that running backs get paid, as much as we talked about it, Michelle, in the end, the league, the Giants definitely won out on the negotiation. Yeah, you you just posed the question, was it a good day for Saquon Barkley? And I think you can make the argument yes or no. No, it's not a good day because he didn't ultimately get what he wanted monetarily. And the deal doesn't include a no franchise tag clause, which is certainly not something he wanted because the Giants can tag him again after this upcoming season. And he had made that very clear that he was not pleased with that. So he didn't get what he wanted 100% contractually. But I think we learned a lot about Saquon Barkley and him determining to sign this deal and show up to camp. He didn't like the way he was being portrayed uh, amidst these negotiations. He didn't like that it was making him look greedy. He didn't like that the perception of him was that he wasn't a team first guy or that he would generate all of the drama and impact his teammates ahead of this season. So even though he scrubbed the Giants from his social media and the fact that he went on the Money Matters podcast and said that he had some cards he could play, namely not playing this entire season, I think we learned what was most important to him. And I think he acquiesced money and he acquiesced power in order to be a good teammate and to get out there and play. And that I can respect, Aaron. Yeah, he should be beloved in that lot. You know how Tom Brady was loved in New England because he sacrificed money so that they could sign the extra wide receiver, pick up the extra linebacker that they needed in order to round out their Super Bowl team. Like, Saquon is not going to make hundreds of millions of dollars in his career, and for him to stand up and do this does prove to me that he's a great teammate. And I got to say, if I was a business owner looking for a professional athlete in New York to represent my business, like... I would want Saquon, what's the ideal kind of, like, is it financial services? You know, I may not have gotten the money that I wanted from the Giants, but when I invest my $11 million <laughs> with blah, 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 it's going to turn into $16 million anyway, which is what I really wanted. Out of it. it feels like there is a great endorsement opportunity for him because I do think he is very marketable, which in this whole running back conversation, Michelle, is, is a piece of it that I think gets totally lost. Um, the right guard, while their franchise tag number continues to increase, very few companies, you know, want to get the right guard to endorse their product. I mean, maybe, maybe right guard, the deodorant would want a right guard, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, but whereas the star running back for the New York Giants, I mean, there's got to be, where's the 40 foot tall Saquon Barkley, Barkley ad in Times Square? If I'm him, that's how I try to make up the difference in the money. The only thing more loyal than me is the customer service over at Chevy. You know, there's there's so many ways that he could go with this. But didn't we already know this about him? And this is what I think his point is. Hasn't he already been an amazing face of the Giants franchise? They have gone through some rough times. Things are pointing in the right direction now, and they've they've garnered some goodwill amongst their fans. But he's been everything that they needed him to be when he's healthy, on and off the field. He's been productive. He's been um, he he's not a problematic 
player. He's a good teammate. He's obviously loyal. Now, listen, this is on a different level because he actually put his money where his mouth is. But I think his whole point entering these negotiations is I have done my part of this. I have kept my side of the street clean. I have given you the production that you wanted and I have been a good soldier for you. I put up career numbers last year and I I think that I should be paid accordingly and he didn't get that. Nope, Saquon, you're replaceable is what the New York Giants said said. back to him. And, And I understand how optically it doesn't look great, but the Giants definitely won this negotiation here and one of the interesting things with Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman with you, one of the interesting things to me about the Saquon situation is while he acquiesced and came in to support his Giants teammates, how do you think Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb and Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs and the other running backs who were on that Zoom call the other day, do you think they feel a little bit betrayed by Saquon going and doing this and not holding out at all and going to camp and taking a very team-friendly situation? I don't know if they feel betrayed so much as they feel deflated. Because they had that meeting and they talked about different avenues to improve their circumstances, but they didn't come up with one. There wasn't a strategy that emerged from that. And I think it's because they recognize the hard truth of what is happening with their position. Is it right? No. But I think that they realize that they don't really have a great option. Saquon could have sat out. He could have tried to stay healthy. He could have really made a point and shown his value by removing himself from the equation. But then he also is realizing, I have a finite amount of time left to play. I'm going to damage my reputation. I am not going to be out there with my teammates, which is what I ultimately want. I He's a competitor. He wants to compete. And then after he doesn't sit out, What's it going to be like getting his body back into NFL speed there? You're putting yourself at a risk to get injured. I mean, there's just a lot of other negatives and potential consequences that play either way. And I I think these guys realize their best option is to take the deals and play. Right. And I don't think that holding out would have benefited him at all. I think James Robinson might have run for 100 yards in the opener. And then what do you do? Then, Then what kind of position are you left in? Imagine Saquon Barkley for progressive insurance, you know. I bundled and saved by going to 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because, look, I don't have that much money, and so I needed to take advantage of a deal when I could see one. I'm only, I'm only making running back <laughs> dollars over here. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, now that Saquon is signed, how good do you think the Giants' Michelle can really be? I think they're a Tier 2 NFC team. I don't think they're competing for a Super Bowl. I think there may be a team that can sneak into the playoffs. Um, I don't think, I think they're the third best team in their division. Um, I don't know. Let's, let's count how many teams in the NFC we believe in before we believe in the New York Giants, right? Like, uh, we certainly believe in the Eagles and the Cowboys over them. I would put the Vikings in that category. Um, obviously, hey, San they Francisco, beat the Vikings Seattle. in the playoffs on the road. I mean, don't forget. I, I know everybody's high on Kirk Cousins because of the quarterback show on Netflix. I, but, I uh, still think as a whole, I think the Vikings are are more dangerous than I would put the Giants in right now. So without even really getting into the minutiae, we put at least five, six teams above them. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's right. I mean, you have to put somebody in the NFC South is going to make the playoffs. I'm not, do any of those teams belong ahead of the Giants in the pecking order? Giants or Saints? 
boy, this is a not super exciting conversation, but I think that's very debatable. Yeah, a lot depends on Derek Carr. What does he look like in a new environment, you know? Uh, I I would say right now I would go with the Giants, but we'll see how that develops. Uh, Let's hear from Jordan Renan, ESPN NFL Nation Giants reporter. He was on the Noon Sports Center earlier today talking about the Saquon deal getting done, and then he talked also about how this affects now Saquon moving forward. What does his future look like? It really doesn't change Saquon's future right now all that much at all. Because the likelihood now is we're going to be sitting here next offseason in the same spot they were this offseason. As a matter of fact, the incentives don't even really change what the franchise tag is. In a second franchise tag, it's 120% of what the $10.1 million was originally. So $12.1 million. Now, you talk about Saquon. He obviously wants to get paid. He also has said on multiple occasions, he wants to remain a giant, be a giant for life. How that's going to happen without him getting to free agency might be troubling because I spoke to an executive recently and one thing he brought up to me was even if Saquon has a great season, has an even better year than last year, his value still likely won't go up because you're talking about more wear and tear, another year older, and when, and when it comes to running backs in the market as it, as it is now, those are not desirable traits. Jeez, it's so frustrating. It must be it to be a running back. He could run for 2,000 yards and a record-setting number of touchdowns, and it might not increase his overall value on the market. Triple Eight, say ESPN if you want to jump in with us. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs for protection on the road, on the water. See how much you can save by going to 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? All right, Michelle, time for Good Bet, Bad Bet on Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Michelle Smallman. We will be delivered the bet by producer Eric. We've got to decide whether it is a good bet or a bad bet. Eric, welcome in to the show. And what do you have first up? Well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, first, we're going to start with Saquon Barkley, a good bet, bad bet edition here. Let's start off with his over-under uh, rushing yards on Caesar Sportsbook. It's at 1,000 right now, so 1,000 and a half over-under. So, Aaron, I'll start with you. Do you like the over-under oh. 1,000 for Saquon Barkley rushing yards this season? I mean, obviously, if he stays healthy, he's going to hit the over. If he gets injured, he's going to hit the under. This is literally a bet about the health of Saquon's uh-huh. Bar- Saquon Barkley's knees. Yep. I feel like is exactly what... So based on that, I hope Saquon stays, stays healthy. And I, I would put a little sizable amount of pizza money on the over. Michelle? I would go with the over here, too. He had 1,312 last season, a career high for him. You know he's going to be motivated. You know he's going to want to make a statement. Um, I hope he stays healthy because you're right. A lot of it hinges on that. It kind of hangs in the balance there, but I'm going with the over. All right, you mentioned pizza money, Aaron. So you guys both like the over. That means that there's a chance that he could lead the league in rushing. So that number right now is plus 1,300 for him to uh, lead the NFL in rushing yards this season. So, Michelle, with you liking the over, do you think that's a good bet or a bad bet? Ooh, I mean, he hit it last year. No, so plus 1,300 to have the most. He has to oh, lead yes. the league in rushing yards. Yeah. To lead the league in rushing yards. I understand exactly. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking, yeah. About the, I'm thinking about what he put up last year. He's 13 to 1 to lead the league in rushing. I'm going to say, you know what? I'll go with it. I normally would go with McCaffrey, but I think that they use they utilize him in different ways. Right. Uh, you know, out of the passing game. So, you know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it's Saquon. 
the other thing about Saquon is, again, he doesn't have a franchise quarterback that's going to be chucking it all over the yard. Whereas, like, for example, the Browns with Nick Chubb, who you might think about higher than Saquon for this, I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more than running it. So I actually like that bet, too, at 13-1 to for Saquon to lead the league in rushing. Good bet, bad bet. Producer Eric with Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Eric, what do you got next? All right, with our two-a-days here on ESPN Radio, it's the Colts and the Cardinals today. We'll start with the Indianapolis Colts. On Caesar Sportsbook, the win total is currently at 6.5, minus 125 for the over, plus 105 for the under. They're in uh, one of the worst divisions, I would say, in the NFL this season, so there could be some division games there. So, Aaron, 6.5, do you like the over or under for the Indianapolis Colts in their win total this season? I think it's going to be rough. I'm going to take the <laughs> under, um, and I, I'll take advantage of the juice at plus 105. I just think teams that are average go 7-10, and 10, and I think that the Colts are decidedly below average. This is also in part a bet not on Anthony Richardson's long-term future, but I just really question what he can be as a rookie quarterback. Michelle? I'm going to go with the under as well. Um, you don't know who's going to be under center, and there's question marks with either guy, with Gardner Minshew or with Anthony Richardson. I think when you get Anthony Richardson in there, there's going to be a calibration period. I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing. I think this year is all about them finding out what he can potentially be, and I think there'll be some choppy waters ahead in that process, so I'm going to go with the under. Little good bet, bad bet, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. Eric, what do you got next? All right, what we have next here is Jonathan Taylor, obviously injury-ridden season last year. Uh, but Caesar Sportsbook in Vegas, they like the, the uh, they like Jonathan Taylor's rushing yards this season. It's at uh, 1,200 right now, over under 1,200. So, Michelle, do you like the over or under for Jonathan Taylor at 1,200 rushing yards this season? Is it crazy that I want to take the over on all these running backs? Because I think that after that Zoom call, they're all angry and they all they all are going to be like give me the rock i want to prove myself out there i'm going to go with the over i think if he's healthy we could see jonathan taylor have a reemergence. we could see more of the 2021 version of him this year especially if there's questions at the quarterback position that zoom call was the genesis of a sea change <laughs> in the way the nfl football is played i'm going to take the under here just because if i was playing the colts Michelle, I would put 11 guys in the box to stop Jonathan Taylor and make one of those quarterbacks beat me. Eric, what do you got next? All right, well, we mentioned earlier in the show about the potential quarterback battle there between Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson. Right. But if Richardson wins that job, he could rush for a lot of yards, maybe, who knows, be in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right now on Caesar Sportsbook, that number is plus 900. So, Aaron, would you put a little pizza money on Aaron? Um, Anthony Richardson winning Rookie of the Year. I would put pizza money on some good pizza, and I would stay away from plus 900 Anthony Richardson. I, I, Again, I don't hate the pick. I'm not hating on the kid. I just have seen too many guys with very limited college experience. And you know who doesn't like Anthony Richardson a lot, Michelle? Like, I talked to Amber Wilson about Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, to be honest with you, like, she really doesn't love she watches as much florida football as anybody that i know yeah, absolutely and she didn't um, love the pick huh right so she wasn't it, high on him yeah right exactly so i would not take a nine to one on anthony richardson michelle what do you think i wouldn't either because i think it's bryce young's to lose i think he's in a more turnkey situation i think that we're going to see him flourish out of the gate or at least more than anthony richardson so no i wouldn't take that bet what do you got next eric i are moving over to the arizona cardinals on espn radio two a days and so the Cardinals total on Caesar Sportsbook is four and a half right now in terms of their win total. 
minus 115 the over, minus 105 the under. So it's kind of a very close line there. Oh, my God. Michelle, over, under, four and a half wins for the Cardinals this season. Under. They're trying to get a new quarterback. There's no way that they're going to win more than four games. I got to bang the under on this, too. Like, all the pizza money. You know what? Beyond pizza money, I'm going spaghetti and meatballs money on the under on the Cardinals. What else, Eric? All right, what's next is uh, James Conner. Maybe he'll have over five and a half rushing uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, so, Aaron, I'll start with you on this one. James Conner, the line is five and a half in terms of t- rushing touchdowns this season. Do you like the over under for James Conner? Oh, my God. <laughs> These are brutal. This is just, this is straight up gambling. I like the over. I think he's going to in, play inspired football this year, Michelle. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go with the over, too. He had, what, seven last year, 15 the year prior, six the year before that. I'll go with the over here. All right. You had to come up with one more Cardinals bet. I'm fascinated to see where this goes next as we play Good Bet, Bad Bet on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Uh, Eric, what do you got? This is one of the more fun ones. Uh, So right now they are currently the favorite to be the last winless team Mm. at plus 420. I believe the second team is at plus 800. So Vegas is really favoring the Cardinals to be the last winless team. So, Michelle, do you think the Cardinals will be the last team to win a football game this season? I'm looking at the schedule right now, and it's not great. I, you know what? I am not going to take that bet because I I need to click really quickly on the Houston Texans schedule. I think that they, if I remember correctly, you you know what? I am not going to take that bet. I do not think the Cardinals are going to be the last winless team. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and they beat the Commanders in week one. Not because I think they're better, but because that's how the NFL is. That is stealing exactly what I was going to say. I feel like they could finish 1-16, and 16, but win, but win their very first game. First game. <laughs> so I would stay away from that last win list. You really got to dig into the schedules in order to come up with a good answer for that. And I don't like the Arizona Cardinals. Eric, thank you. Another great edition of Good Bet, Bad Bet. Up next, we have two new suitors who have emerged In a potential sweepstakes for Shohei Otani. We'll talk a little baseball next. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. A week ago, if you'd asked me, I thought he'd be on the move. And I think if they're above 500 as they are now, I just don't think they'll have the inclination to, to trade him. Their owner, Artie Moreno, who is not always reliable to his word, said they're not going to trade him if they're in contention. And they are pretty much in contention. You know, they're kind of right out of a wild card spot. And if they don't make the playoffs and they don't trade him and lose him just for a free agent, how are you going to justify that? The Angels are 51-49 and 49 through 100 games. Does that mean they should or should not trade the modern-day Babe Ruth? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Michelle Smallman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Michelle, we got to go out to the hotline where Alden Gonzalez has the latest hot information on the potential of the Otani trade. First, Alden, I imagine that everywhere you go, right, if people know you cover baseball around Los Angeles, like everybody's got to be asking you what you know about a potential Otani trade when you get your coffee, your dry cleaning, <laughs> everywhere Alden Gonzalez goes, it's the question everybody's asking. It's the question that has surrounded me nonstop for the last two weeks, uh, and I have another week left. And if that's the case for me, I can't imagine what it's like being a member of the Angels these days. There's nobody on earth that's looking forward to August 1st at 6.01 p.m. Eastern time more than the Angels so that they could finally be done with the Otani questions and the Otani speculation. But until then, they will continue. Well, where do you think this thing stands? At this point, I don't think he's being traded. Um, I think they're... It's partly because they're still in contention. They don't have Mike Trout or Anthony Rendon, but as you said, they're a couple games over 500. The wild card is still within reach. They've got a series right now against Detroit, a team that they should beat. And their owner, Artie Moreno, who at the end of the day, it's going to be his decision, obviously, he said that while this team remains in contention, he wasn't going to trade Shohei Otani. Now, you could make a really valid case on the other side, which is that without Mike Trout, without Anthony Rendon, this Angels team is probably not winning the World Series. It's probably still more likely than not that they don't make the playoffs, especially when you consider the stretch of games, the stretch of teams that they're going to play after they finish off with the Tigers. But I think it's going to be really hard for Artie Moreno to be known as the owner who traded the most transcendent player arguably in baseball history and not give him a chance to potentially win an MVP, hit 60 home runs in an Angels uniform and have a chance, however small it might be, to sign him uh, in the offseason. 
Well, Alden, I want to ask you about that chance in the offseason, however small it might be. We talk a lot about what the Angels should do, what the Angels will do. But do you have any inkling on what Shohei Otani wants long term? Because we hear little bits of information here and there. But otherwise, if I'm the Angels, unless I know 100 percent that he's coming back, I think you got to move him. So what are you hearing about what his desires are? Well, I'll tell you this. like The Angels don't know and will never know 100 percent, maybe even not even 10 percent if they have a chance of signing him in the offseason. And I think that's strategic. I think, you know, if you're Shohei Otani's agent, Nezbalelo with CAA, you're, you want to maintain as much leverage as possible. So you're not going to tip your hand and you're not going to eliminate the Angels as a potential destination. I don't think anybody outside of Shohei Otani and his agent, Nezbalelo, and his interpreter, Ipe, truly know what he wants. Maybe he doesn't know himself either. I will say this. I know that everybody thinks that the Angels are completely out of it, or not everybody, but most people. That's the sort of the theme around them is that they don't have a chance that he's going to end up with the Dodgers or with the Mariners or the Cubs or what have you. The Angels think they have a chance. At least they thought they had a legitimate chance going into the season. And it's partly why they wanted to do everything they could to try to win this year, in part to show Shohei Otani that he can win with them. And... And I will add that there's something to be said for the comfort that Shohei Otani has with the Angels, the fact that he's got his whole routine down with them, and the fact that he can kind of kind of has autonomy to do whatever he wants. I don't know that he'll have that somewhere else, um, but I don't know where to stack up their chances. I would take the field over the Angels if you're asking me to bet on this, um, and it's going to come down to also whether or not Artie Moreno can afford to spend $500 plus million on a player, which is what it's probably going to take. So I don't know how much of a chance they have, but I don't know that they think they're out of it, at least not enough to, at this point at least, warrant trading him. Alden Gonzalez covers baseball for ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at Alden underscore Gonzalez. Other than the Shohei thing, what's I guess who is the biggest name who you think will get traded before August 1st? That's a tough one because it seems like there are so many teams right now, and we only have six days left, but because of the extra playoff spots and because of how muddled everything is because of it, uh, I think there are a lot of teams that are still trying to decide their course of action. Uh, Like the Cubs are a perfect example. Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman were seen to be two of the biggest names who are going to get traded. The Cubs have been winning lately, and they have the best run differential in their division by a lot right now, and they're in it in the wild card. And it seems as if maybe they'll convince the front office to not trade both of these guys. So I'm not so sure about that one. Um, the Cardinals have said that they're selling off players and that they're going to be in sort of sell mode. Uh, so it makes me wonder about somebody like Nolan Arenado. But they have said, they have indicated that Nolan Arenado is not going to be moved. Um, another example is in San Diego, Blake Snell and Josh Hader. You would think that maybe the Padres would want to shed them because they're going to be free agents at the end of the year, but that doesn't seem to be the case either right now. So I, I'd have to go safer. Probably like somebody like a Lucas Giolito on the White Sox is definitely going to get moved. Guys like that, maybe even Tim Anderson. Um, but they're just there are too many teams right now that are in it, and the teams that are most of the teams that are definite sellers, Royals. teams like that, they don't have a ton of pieces that other teams will want. Alden, we started with Shohei Otani. I want to end with Shohei Otani. So 
one of the things we do know he wants is to be on a team that wins. And you you stated that the Angels' best way of showing him that he could have the potential to win in Anaheim is to go ahead and keep him and then them try to go on a run. But moving forward, if they're going to look him in the eyes and say, we're going to build a winner around you, what do the Angels need to do to make sure that they're in contention moving forward? Well, I, I think they need to sell him on, number one, whatever it is that happens over these next two months. And they have to sell him on their young players, which they actually done a good job of, a, of acquiring or developing young players who you could see having a really nice future. You know, Patrick Sandoval and Reed Demers in their rotation, uh, Logan O'Hoppy and Zach Neto and Mickey Moniak on the position player side. So that's encouraging. I think the biggest thing would be they need to make it clear, if they're trying to make a pitch to Shohei Otani in the offseason to stay with them, they need to make it clear that they're going to spend enough. And I, look, I, they, they spent their, their payroll is $215-plus million this year. It's a franchise record. So they're spending. But I think they got to commit to spending, like going over the luxury tax, something that Artie Moreno, their owner, has not wanted to do in the past. Because that's what it's going to take. If, you're, if Shohei Otani is making $50-plus million on an average annual salary basis, and you have Anthony Rendon, and you have Mike Trout, that's a really top-heavy payroll. So you're going to have to spend at high, high levels if you want to keep winning around Shohei Otani. They're going to have to commit to doing that, I think. I think they're going to have to commit to doing that if they want to keep Shohei Otani. Alden, keep your phone on. It's going to be a busy week. (laughs) Yeah. I'll keep it charged. Please do. Alden Gonzalez, ESPN MLB reporter, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Appreciate the time. Um, It feels so funny to me. I I thought trading him was a total no-brainer. Me too. And now, because they're two games over five hundred, I guess they've convinced themselves that they're still relevant. Or I would, if I trusted my evaluators, I would try to get six awesome prospects and build a World Series champion off a Shohei Ohtani trade, not around Shohei Ohtani. Canty and Carlin are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. Up next, we have our play of the night and some Bill Belichick sound that you do not want to miss. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. And I need to determine a play of the night. We got Subway Series going on. We got Verlander in the Mets going up against those struggling New York Yankees. The two New York baseball teams have both been a mess this year. I like two guys to hit a home run. Can I give you a double home run parlay? On a day where the Yankees got good Aaron Judge news, I like Pete Alonso to homer, the polar bear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I like Francisco Alvarez, potential rookie of the year candidate for the New York Mets. I like them both to go deep. You can combine them together and make a little parlay action. Throw down uh, 10 credits and make, let's see, 130 on your bet if they both go deep. That is tonight's play of the night. I'm going to be counting that money, but we better get to three and out before before I start doing that. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman on Canty and Carlin. It is time for three and out. Michelle, it is National Wine and Cheese Day. It is also National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. Which are you going to be partaking in after the show? Wine and cheese or a giant hot fudge Sunday? Can I go with C, all of the above? Why limit yourself? Get off the fence. You got to pick one. You can okay. either go a nice glass of, uh, you know, it's it's rosé season, right? So a nice oh. glass of rosé. Yeah, Chris Savvy B on a and hot a day. Little, you have a favorite. What is the best cheese? Ooh, I don't, I don't really discriminate at oh, all yeah. with cheeses. Uh, a, little, a little French brie. I really love a drunken goat, you know, like a like a wine-infused cheese, always great. But uh-huh. you know what? If I have to choose here, this is like saying, would you want Aaron Judge or Shohei Watani? Why wouldn't I go two for one? Why wouldn't I get wine and cheese instead of just one thing in a hot fudge sundae? So I'm going wine and cheese. Can I? I got a controversial take, which is I prefer the root beer float to the hot fudge sundae. Every single day of the week. Part of it is I have a severe nut allergy, so I'm always afraid <laughs> if I order the hot fudge sundae that they've snuck some 
poison for me in the hot pot. But if you're not allergic to nuts, I can't imagine that the the ice cream, the chocolate mm. sauce, all so the good. toppings, the little cherry on top. It is awesome. Three and out, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You know it's football season when we have boring Bill Belichick sound to play for you. <laughs> Listen to Bill claim he's not a doctor, tell you what football players do in football season. This was at Patriots camp earlier today. Take a listen. Do you believe the situation is taken out of the spring as a result? No, I hope so. We'll see. It's football season. Most players play football in football season. See how it goes. Most, but not all, players play football in a football season. Just earth-shattering stuff from the greatest coach of all time, Michelle. You know, I love hearing that tone, though, that that 0.0 on the Richter scale, that Bill Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati. I, I miss that tone. You know, I'm glad to hear it. That means football's right around the corner. Even though he's not saying anything, I'm really glad to hear the tone from the hoodie, you know? You know, you're right about this. They're, they're going to be good. Watch. They'll make the playoffs. They actually have an offensive coaching staff again. And people forget, Mac Jones was good as a rookie. It was only when Matt Patricia became his offensive coordinator that he suddenly couldn't play quarterback. I like him to win nine or ten games. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. But I could see them making the playoffs and the Jets not making the playoffs. And that's just like the greatest indignity ever to a Jet fan that they get Aaron Rodgers and they still get edged out by Belichick. It is... Wouldn't that be so classic? The Jets finally get the quarterback. And it's not only the quarterback, it's Aaron Rodgers. We're talking Super Bowl or bust. And who comes in to ruin the day? Bill Belichick again? It's. I just think that even though on paper the Patriots do not stack up with the other teams in the division, we are severely discounting the mind of Bill Belichick. And whether we see it come to fruition in the wins and losses column, that's... To be seen, but he's still he's still Bill Belichick. Like, why are we just assuming that he forgot how to coach? Do you have a favorite Belichick press conference moment? I think it has to be Ron to Cincinnati, right? Ron like that Cincinnati. one lives in infamy. Being on to Cincinnati is oh, great. do your job. Do your job's really good. And I love the um, deflate no days off. gate the deflate gate yep. hour long presser where he said, "I'm not the." Uh, Mona Lisa Vito of footballs. You know, he made the My Cousin Vinny reference. (laughs) I can't explain to you how these balls got slightly deflated. It was phenomenal. I There's few things I've covered, Aaron, that I hated more than Deflategate. I remember coming in and being like, if we have to talk about PSI one more time, this is just ridiculous. Talk about a sports topic I'm done with. We we did this a couple weeks ago, middle of July, like the topics you hate. Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. We did, um, you know, so then I said, I never want to talk about Jordan versus LeBron again. 888-SAY-ESPN, Jordan versus LeBron. Go. No, no. Shannon, Shannon, (laughs) don't you dare. Shannon, I'm going to come to Bristol, Connecticut, and I'm going to annihilate you. Do not get anybody. 888-729-3776. Stop, Shannon. 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 If you get one person on that phone line who wants to talk about Jordan or LeBron, you are going to get in big, big. And Joe and Amber don't want to ESPN talk about Radio, this. What's your name and where you calling from? They're, they're, they're next. <laughs> Shannon? 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 Please. You're going to cause it. Michelle, Jordan He's or LeBron? He's testing you. Who, who, who would you take? Jordan or LeBron? I actually, I think Kobe is the greatest player of all time. Joe and Amber are up next. You've been listening. This is Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer and Michelle Smallman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.